welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. This morning we're continuing our our giving or our, our finances series, and again, I promise I'm going to be brief. We're not going to go any further than 11 um, a.m. this morning. Uh, so, so far, we, we've talked about um, the, the eternal, you know, we, we can use our finances um, of things of eternal value, that it's a heart issue. We looked at tithing. Um, we looked at the principle of first fruits. I want to talk about sowing and reaping for the next 20 or 25 minutes this morning. And, and sowing and reaping, it's not really a principle, it's actually a law um, that we see right throughout Scripture. It doesn't matter if you believe in it or not, it actually is just, it's just there, something that God's put in place. And I'm just going to be teaching more than preaching um, this morning. So it's awesome that you guys have all got notepads out and your, and your pens because you've got, you know, you're real Christians. And uh, if you haven't, we've got the notes on our, our phones, so just go to the Bible app, click on mobile data, then you can go to um, more, and then go to events, and hopefully um, you'll be able to see our notes there as well. Um, and that is the only, only reason why you should be looking at your phones this morning. All right, so let's have a look at these these seven points or six points. Number one, sowing and reaping, and I'm going to be really quick. Sowing and reaping is a universal law. Genesis 8 verse 22 um, onwards. This is God when he's dialoguing with Noah um, after you know the whole thing with, with Noah's ark and the floods happen, and it's a, it's a new time, it's a new season. And this is what it says. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. So another way of saying seed time and harvest, it's sowing and reaping. God has put this universal law in place, and it's going to be in place uh, until this world ends, until Jesus comes back, sowing and reaping. It's a universal law, and you don't have to believe in it. You don't have to be a Christian to to understand it works. In fact, I think a lot of non-Christians put Christians to shame because so many of them understand this principle or this law more than we do. That's why so many people in business and hugely successful and wealthy business people, they may not have a faith in God, but they understand the more generous they are, for whatever reason, they see some stuff pour back into their lives. It's a universal law. It's just there. It's going to happen. We can't get away from it. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, or sowing and reaping, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. Number one, it's a universal law. Number two, we are always sowing something. We are always sowing something. All the time we are sowing seeds, whether it's um, through our speech, whether it's through our, um, the way we think, our actions, our behavior, we are always sowing something. Galatians 6 verses 7 to 8 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. So God actually ties his character to this whole law of sowing and reaping. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruptions. Talking about our sin nature. But the one who sows to the Spirit 
will from the Spirit reap eternal life. We are always sowing something. Note that it doesn't say, God is not mocked for whenever one sows. It actually says for whatever one sows. So it just goes without saying that we are always sowing something. It's not when, it's what. That is the question that we have to be asking. In our lives, what are we sowing? Because we are sowing all the time. And there are always consequences for what we sow, whether positive or negative. Now, we sowed seeds this morning um, before we even got here. We are sowing seeds all the time. Uh, we are always sowing something. Sowing and reaping is a universal num- law. Number three, we reap what we sow. Like, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know if you're going to plant watermelon seeds, you're not going to get a chili plant. Right, we just know that. We know that if you want a chili plant, you need to plant chili seeds. Getting a chili from watermelon seeds, it's never ever going to happen. We reap what we sow. And again in Galatians 6, it says, For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. In Luke 6, um, 43 to 44, um, Jesus says a similar thing in a different way. For no good tree bears bad fruit. Nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit, for each tree is known by its fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. We reap what we sow. And so you will never reap anything healthy from something toxic. It's never going to happen. This is like, it's just the simplicity of this blows my mind, but also the fact that Um, If you're anything like me, sometimes we just are so ignorant, we forget about these things. And isn't it a hard case how I've been trying to uh, write a a series of messages about finances, and it's it's sort of so much more than our wallets. Like when we talked about the the principle of first fruits, it was so much more than our money. It goes into the whole idea of who is really Lord of our life. And this morning, even though it's definitely to do with finance, it is so much, this whole law of, of sowing and reaping, it is so much bigger than just our finances. Again, I find that very entertaining. Sowing and reaping is a universal law. We're always sowing something. We reap what we sow. Number four, what we sow will eventually bear fruit. There is always a space of time between sowing and reaping. There is always, you don't plant a seed in the ground today and just think this afternoon I'm going to have a fruit tree. No, we understand in the natural, there is always a space of time that seed needs to germinate and it grows where we can't see. And eventually, finally, um, we, we see that, that little seedling. There was a time in my life that I was growing chili plants. Uh, man, it was awesome because I got some really, um, really rare chili seeds. I don't even know if it was legal to have them in New Zealand, actually. Um, Chili seeds, remember, they're not other types of seeds for other things. Um, but, uh, and it was really hard, it was really hard to uh, germinate some types of chili seeds, but, you know, YouTube tutorials is a marvellous thing. And oh, I was so excited because you had to do some um, freaky things with these seeds and you put them in the hot water cupboard and then for ages nothing happens, but eventually I was able to grow some, some crazy exotic chili plants and then we finally planted them in, the, in, the, in our garden and then they died, unfortunately. But there was a space of time. There is always a space of time between when we sow something and when we reap something. And the Bible, again, I, I love the imagery and the simplicity of the Bible. 
um, Galatians 6 verses 9 to 10. And let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Again, the underlying thought is that we're always sowing something and as we sow kindness and goodness and as we are a blessing to other people, there is gonna be a harvest of that same type of fruit back into our lives. Sowing and reaping is a universal law. We are always sowing something. We reap what we sow. What we sow will eventually bear fruit. So that can be like a real exciting thing, but it also can be a little bit of a scary thing. Because if you're anything like me, we understand, if we're really honest with ourselves, that sometimes we sow seeds of wrong thinking, of wrong speech, of wrong behavior. And we understand that there is a harvest coming, but there is good news at the end of this message, so stay tuned. Number five, we will reap more than we sow. You know, you sow one seed, you're never going to get just one seed growing off one tree and then that tree will die. We will always reap more than what we sow. And I love this, this saying, one seed can literally produce a whole entire forest. And it is true. So um, I did some um, Googling, as you do when you're preparing some messages, after you've prayed, of course. Um, and I looked at, I was just thinking, how, how many apples are really just in one apple seed? So something, every day we all understand that apples have apple seeds. If I was to plant one apple seed and that apple seed grew, how many apples, how many apple trees, how many orchards are in one apple seed? Do you know in just three generations of apples from that one seed, you will get over two million seeds from one apple seed and that's just growing up and then you'll have an apple then you'll have another apple after those seeds have germinated it doesn't take too long two million apple apple seeds from just one seed we will reap more than we sow we are sowing seeds all the time and we aren't just going to reap one seed from that seed that we sow we will always reap more and sometimes exponentially more Note that in the Bible it says there's a hundredfold harvest for some things that we sow. Sowing and reaping is a universal law. We will always sow something. We reap what we sow. What we sow will eventually bear fruit. Number five, we will reap more than we sow. Last point, sowing and reaping impacts every area of our life. It impacts absolutely every area. Of our life, and I've just got. I mean, there's, there's so many more examples, but I've just got a few. Our physical health, our diet, how we look after our bodies. We are sowing seeds um, in this whole area of physical health all the time. In First Corinthians six, verse nineteen to twenty, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. How are we treating our bodies? Some of us are very hard on people that have got certain addictions, but how, how about our diet? How's our sugar intake? You know that 90% of all melanomas are attributed to excessive sun? 90%. So usually when we get older, things start falling apart in our bodies, and then we come to God for healing and we need to do that 
But I was thinking this morning, and maybe it's a personal challenge, as well as going to God for healing, maybe we should be going to God and asking for forgiveness for how we've treated this incredible temple of the Holy Spirit that He's given every single one of us. It's really quiet, eh? Physical health. How are we looking after our bodies, our words? Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I find that fascinating. I've always thought it was life and death first. And I would have, if I was written that, I would have put life first. But it's interesting how they actually put death there first. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. And I've been talking about the law of first mention um, with this whole series. When there is the first mention of anything in the Bible, it's significant. It's like the launch pad for um, the rest of the times. That theme is mentioned in the Bible. Do you know, right back in the very first chapter of Genesis, we see speech mentioned for the very first time. It's when God said, let there be light. And there was light. So we use our speech for communication, and obviously speech is for communication. But the very first mention of speech in the Bible, it wasn't for communication, it was for creation. I find that incredibly significant. And, and figuratively, symbolic, symbolically, it shows us that our words literally create worlds in our lives. What sort of world are you creating with your words? Our words are seeds. What are you talking, or how are you talking about yourself? How are you talking about others? Because you're creating symbolic worlds. If you don't like the world that you're living in right now, figuratively, what sort of seeds have you been sowing to create the world that you are living in right now? Our thought life. Philippians 4 verse 8, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Entertaining wrong thinking will never produce right thinking. And we've got to be very careful because what we allow to influence our thinking, our minds, there is going to be a harvest there. Now, for those of us that are struggling with, 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 with mental health and depression and discouragement, what are we feeding our minds? Now, I've got to be really careful with this because I love researching. I love true crime stories. You know, those um, criminal psychology YouTube clips. Absolutely fascinating when you see like some sort of criminal's been busted and then um, they have an interrogation then you've got some sort of psychologist and they're talking about you know, why they're thinking. I find all of that fascinating, but it's not the most positive thing to fill your mind with. It really isn't. And for me, God's really challenged me afresh. It's like, Simon, everything that you allow to be entertained in your thinking, it's going to have an effect. So again, Philippians 4 verse 8, whatever is true, honourable, just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on these things. Pause for effect while I drink. Let's come to money. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6 to 8. And this is the context of, of offerings to church, not so much tithing, but offerings, because we know that tithing is just a given. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. So they're specifically talking about finances. Our finances are a seed. Whoever sows bountifully 
will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. I'm so excited to announce to you, you've hopefully seen the flyers on your seats, every second seat. So if you haven't got one, just pinch the one um, beside you. Our expansion offering is coming up in two Sundays time. And I'm so excited about where we're sowing our seeds of finance this year. Um, Firstly, um, to do some... Uh, modification of our site. We need a new um, entranceway. We don't want to have this goat track behind um, our auditorium that the school um, parents are using all the time. We want to make that into green space. We want to have it gated eventually so that after services on Sunday morning as well, um, we can open up the gates. We can have picnic tables out there. Your kids can go crazy in the playground and and all your parents can be looking after them while you're having your coffee. Um, A great time of connection. That's something to, to be excited about. Um, At the moment, we haven't got a lot of green space. We're we're wanting um, to sow into that so that we can. Um, The other other side of of that for this year is Fiji. Um, Now there's six um, renewed churches in Fiji, and I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more. Um, New Zealand dollar goes a long, long way. Um, Julie and Kerry and myself and Eddie and Paula are going over there in a couple of weeks, Um, and they've already renamed themselves as Renew Church Fiji, but we're going to be inducting them and commissioning them and praying for them and celebrating with them. So that's going to be super exciting as well. So um, you've got two weeks to pray. Again, it's 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 no pressure at all for this, but um, our seed, our money is a seed, and we can use our money for things of eternal value. Lastly, prosperity, Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. Did I just say prosperity? Oh, is Simon a prosperity teacher? In a way, absolutely. Uh, we know that these things can go over balance, but the, but the Bible actually speaks a lot about prosperity. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat, sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. And and what's the result of doing that? Meditating on the things of God. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither and all he does, he prospers. That's a promise in the Word of God. Isn't that incredible? So in conclusion, we've still got nine minutes. Um, Instead of just having honor up, let's just have the whole band up because we're going to sing a song of victory at the end of this. Um, So get prepared for that first song about dancing. I love that. And there was six, maybe there's seven. Here are seven notes. There is something higher than the law of sowing and reaping. So like I said, if, if we've sown some negative things in our life, the way we've spoken about ourselves and others and what we've done, our behavior, you know, right now you could be thinking, and freaking out because it's like, wow, you know, there's a harvest coming in my life and I know now that it's not good. Um, and, and, and what am I going to do about that? It can be a little bit of fear and trembling when you start to think about that. In the Old Testament, God gave Moses the law, which is the, the, the Ten Commandments. Um, there were other commandments as well. Um, and that was the law, and, and the law is absolutely serious and it's how we live our lives. Um, it shows us what sin is. And, and God asked or instructed Moses to create this incredible um, container for those things. There were other things other than the Ten Commandments. Um, It was called the Ark of the Covenant. 
Um, and if you've seen um, The Raiders of the Lost Ark, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. One of the best movies ever made. Um, but the top of that ark, so you had the law inside the ark. The, the top of the ark was literally called the mercy seat. And I absolutely love that because it shows that there is something higher than the law of judgment, which is mercy. Mercy is a higher law than judgment. And in James 2.13, very clearly it says, mercy triumphs over judgment. And just a little bit of a, an aside thing, you know, we often read the Bible and we think that the angels that are on top of, of that Ark of the Covenant, covenant um, that all four of their wings touch. Um, some scholars believe that only two of their wings touch and the top of the Ark of the Covenant literally makes a throne and that Jesus will be sitting on the mercy seat when he returns one day. I find that fascinating. don't know if it's true or not, but because I love Indiana Jones and that sort of stuff, I find it awesome. But isn't that incredible? There is a law higher than judgment, and it's mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So this morning, if you're thinking, well, I've, I've, I've sown so many bad things in my life, there is a higher law this morning that you can be given because of Jesus, and that is mercy. Mercy triumphs. Mercy is victorious over judgment. I'll finish with this portion of Scripture, Ephesians 2, verses 4 to 9. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses or sins, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing, it is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Let's please, please be standing now. And before we sing, we're going to pray. If you don't like what you are reaping in your life right now, the harvest that you are living in, then you need to check what you are sowing. We all have the authority in our lives to choose what we sow in our life. Because of that whole mercy verse, I, I, I love this whole uh, thought here that we can pray a crop failure over the bad seed we've sown. And I'm going to, symbolically pray a crop failure for us this morning. And I really want to pray against curses as well. And for those of you that have never given your life to Jesus, you can do that in your heart right now. At Romans 6 verse 23, it says, For the wages or for the harvest of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So let's just close our eyes for a second. If you know right now, and maybe the Holy Spirit's touching your heart, that, that you've sowed some bad seed in your life, and if you want, um, in the Spirit, for, for God is here, um, that, that we will pray a crop failure over those things. If you just want to raise your hands, please. There, there are hands being raised. You can put them down really quickly as well. Thank you so much for that. I'm going to pray for you and believe in faith that there is going to be a crop failure over bad seed in your life. I also really want to pray against curses as well um, because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And, and we have authority as sons and daughters of God because of the authority that Jesus Christ gives us. And we can pray against curses. We can pray off curses. And we can start living a new day full of amazing harvest. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. 
to contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.